everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Up and to the Right. I am Crystal Manu and I am here with Pastor Rodney and we are excited about today. Pastor Rodney, how you doing? I am doing wonderful and I'm I'm excited to be sitting down with you again to talk a little bit. I mean, you know, you're my favorite well, you're one of my favorite people. Let me not say that you're my favorite. <laughs> there might be some people on my top 10 list who get offended by that, but you're one of my favorite people. So I'm glad to be back with you and, you know, having a little time to chat. So how was your weekend? I had a great weekend. Matter of fact, I got to do something this past weekend that I haven't done in the past couple of weekends. Mm-hmm. I got to relax a little bit. Oh. And that was refreshing. Mm-hmm. And then I came into um, Sunday you know, ready to preach. And it was... And preach you did. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. And it was wonderful to be able to gather with uh, the North Church family and to be able to worship together and to be able to just, you know, just do life together in Christ. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you had a great weekend. Mine was pretty um, eventful, I guess okay. you could say. Well, let's, let's hear about that. Y'all know that my kids are, they keep me on my toes. And so... Uh, Grayson, and for anybody who's watching that doesn't know, I have a seven-year-old twin girls and a four-year-old son, and Grayson comes running in the room the other day, and he is yelling, Mommy, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and I'm like, what is going on? I usually don't panic too much because it's usually not that big of a deal. Like one day he came in and said, Mommy, Avery broke my arm, and of course we know that wasn't the case, but (laughs) he said that he had stuck a Cheeto up his nose. And I'm looking at him, and I can't see a Cheeto in his nose, so I flip him on his back, get a flashlight on my phone, and sure enough, I look, and it is just way, like, back here. And I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. So I take, you know, the other clear nostril, (laughs) I plug it, and I tell him to just, you know, push it out, and it shoots out like a bullet is shot out and I told everybody after that I feel like I am officially um, either an (laughs) ER nurse or a doctor so you know the whole frontline worker celebration just add me in there because I cleared that nostril out pretty good (laughs) way to go that is great (laughs) you know I enjoy a lot of the stories that you you share about your grandkids so um, one if if people missed a couple weeks ago was about Gideon and the party Yeah, yeah, the, the potty training has begun, or at least it began for one time, and then I think it's been <laughs> pushed on pause for mm-hmm. a later time down the road, which, you know, hey, 20 months old, whenever they gave that first attempt at potty training, it's, it's pretty young. Now, you hear of, yeah. you know, kids that do, but in our family, it wasn't that way, Crystal. Uh, usually it was, I think, with Gavin and with uh, Annabeth, it was, it was into the four-year age mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think Phaedra was around late three-year-old. And so we knew, like, this is early. Yeah. And, um, you know, they can go check a couple of weeks ago the message. I've got pictures and everything. But, um, in fact, we may even have a picture today. Yeah, I don't know. I'll but, drop that in there. <laughs> but literally, they try it. It doesn't work. Uh, they're wrapping up. Haley is putting the diaper back on Gideon. And Gideon reaches down and grabs that toilet seat and puts it over his head. But the problem was he put the smooth side that you sit on over his head and it went on his head just fine, but it would not come off his head. And then, of course, you know, Haley and her mom, who was there, they call Coco, uh, was just freaking out. And Gavin hears the commotion going on. He comes in because all three of them are making, you know, a noise. Gideon's screaming because he thinks his life is over now with (laughs) 
and then of course, uh, mom and, and grandma Coco were trying to say, Hey, we got to call the fire department, get them here to get this toilet seat <laughs> off his head. Gavin is saying, calm down a little bit. Uh, let's figure out another way other than the fire department. And with a lot of lathering up of, um, with olive oil yeah. and a little bit of stretching of that toilet seat, they eventually got it off his head, but it was a concerning moment for just a short time. But to say the least, potty training has been placed on pause. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good decision to make. I think kids provide some of the best comedy and some of the best stories that you have uh, when preaching too. I know Gideon is, has been a lot of the highlight of, of yeah. some of your stories. So um, I, I do want to introduce a, a new segment that we're gonna start uh, each week called Talk It Over. Talk It Over is where we will discuss some of the highlights of, of the weekend, whether it's the sermon or, you know, something specifically that you did. And I'm going to tell you that the, the buzz since uh, yesterday was over was the illustration that you did at the, at the end of your sermon. Um, the, maybe talk a little bit about that. If anybody missed it, um, we'll drop the, drop the video in here real quick. That way you can, can take a look at that. I need some help. I need a volunteer to help me out. Anybody volunteer? Come up on stage, help me out. Nobody? Well, there's one. Hey, right there, the guy right there in the red shirt, Paul. Come on up. Come on, let's give it up for him as he comes. Paul, thank you. Stop right there. I don't want you to get too close. I don't want to get COVID. <laughs> Keep your distance, okay? Um, Paul, good looking guy. Some good threads, good shoes. Um, it's good to have you in my presence. I want $400. Was that some like magic trick or something? Yeah. You have, you have anything on you? No, I don't have my wallet. You have your wallet. Man, you need to carry your wallet. Just some good looking girl showed up church. You need to take them out, you know, for, right after service to get about to eat. You got to always be ready, Paul. Just, just saying. No, no, give me $400. You don't have it. He said, I don't have it. You have $400. Give, give me $400. You got it on you. You know why I know you got it on you? Because I placed it in you. You have the money to give me what I'm asking right now. Check your pockets. What are you putting back in? Why are you doing that? Are those your Altoids? You don't know? Yeah, you, hey, hang on a second. Hang on. You don't even know if they're your Altoids? I didn't know these were in my pocket. You did not know they were in your pocket. No. But you're just going to put it back in there like it was in your pocket. <laughs> when I was the one that put that gift in your pocket. Yeah, go ahead and open it. What you got there, Paul? 
That's it. That's my money. <laughs> 400 bucks. And you didn't even know. Oh, where's, where's my Altoids? <laughs> and something that you wouldn't even assume was the possible. Oftentimes, we don't even realize what is inside of us and what God wants to use. We say, I don't have something. No, no, that's not faith because God is never gonna put you in a position to ask of you something that he has not first given to you. My God is more than able. You say, oh, I'm not qualified enough, pastor. Oh, no, 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 no. Who God calls, God qualifies. Oh, I'm not good enough, Pastor. Oh, no, that's not, that's not the truth because he has made you good enough through his son, Jesus Christ. I, just some of you right now are struggling inside of you because you're saying, I don't have what it takes. And God says, no, if I put you in that position, if I go send you in that hard trouble, if I put you in that difficult moment, I will give you everything you need to not only go through it, but come out of it better than you went in it. You got it, Paul. You've got it. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. But Paul, you represent everybody else that's listening to me right now, whether they be in the house, whether they be at Guthrie Freedom House, Lexington, or watching online, because every single person has something inside of them. And don't do what Paul did when he pulled it out and he looked at it, and I'll say, well, that makes no sense, because sometimes we find a gift God has for us, but then we minimize it and we put it back away. And God's saying, don't minimize what I can do a miracle with. Mm. Somebody needs a shout to the Lord. God has given to you everything you need. Bottom line was, um, I wanted to have an illustration at the end of my message that could speak to, oftentimes we have fears, we have struggles, and so, but we don't realize that God has given us everything we need yeah. inside of us. Yeah. But we don't activate that faith. And so I was just praying about an illustration, and that came to mind in regards to uh, giving somebody without their knowledge yeah. $400 and then calling them up on stage and asking for that money, but they not knowing that they had that money. Yeah. But for me to say, I know you have it because I have given it to you. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I went with that. And um, it seemed to be, it seemed to resonate with people. It was great. Now I'll tell you that anytime you feel like giving me $400 without my knowledge, <laughs> you are more than welcome to do that. Uh, but the question that kept coming up is how did you get it in their pocket? <laughs> well, you know, that has to go back to my um, BC years uh, before Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Were you a magician in your former life? <laughs> <laughs> then it was like, how do you take something from somebody yeah. and now how do I put it inside them? <laughs> a little bit of joking there, but, uh, but so basically I was looking for somebody that I could actually put this in them, in one of their pockets mm -hmm. without them knowing, which mm -hmm. is kind of tricky. Yeah. And so I actually uh, did that by looking for uh, the right persons. Okay. Uh, first off, somebody who would not necessarily assume or be um, cautious about me walking up to them and touching them on the shoulder or something because right. that became a distraction. 
So I would walk up to somebody. Then I had to find somebody with, with pockets that were somewhat loose that I could be able to get that in there and then make sure that it was a pocket that they probably would not be checking before right. they walked up on stage because I didn't want somebody reaching there and grab that, open up $400 and say, hey, I'm leaving church. I'm going to go have fun with this $400. Oh so uh, that was the challenge that I had. And so I actually kind of prayed about and pinpointed a couple of, um, and also I wanted to be a, a young man because I didn't right. want to go touching on and reaching into pockets for a young lady. <laughs> so I, I found a, a, some young men that I felt may, you know, fit um, that opportunity to be able yeah. to um, slide some money in an Altoids can, to say that the least, so in, into their pocket. Yeah. And so I just went up, one of them I actually prayed over. I said, hey, let me pray over you. And as I was <laughs> praying over them, I slid the money into their pocket and it was beautiful. It worked mm -hmm. out great. Mm -hmm. And when three of them walked up on stage, they had no clue yeah. that they had $400 on them, right. which just fit into the illustration so powerfully. Yeah, it was great. You know, the worship team, we come back. Uh, we have a, a queue where we get ready to come on stage and we were back behind stage during each of these uh, each time you did the illustration and we would watch out the curtain and every time it was just as powerful as the first one so i know it was one of my favorites um i saw on facebook pastor hetty talked about how how well it did and guthrie uh, when they watched it as well so any other feedback that you've heard since this weekend no I, i've heard that that was very powerful i, I think that it, it's not so much that $400 have been placed on them without their knowledge. I think for, for, for really all three of them, when they opened up and, and grabbed the Altoids can, I think that they just immediately, oh, it's just an Altoids can and right. put it back in, which fit into this, what I was yes. wanting to communicate so powerfully is that oftentimes when we do even realize that we have something that God has placed inside of us, then we minimize it. Yeah. And we say, oh, it's just this mm -hmm. for them it was just an Altoids can yeah okay so let's just put that back in my pocket I'm like no 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 don't do that right that was placed there and inside of that is something very special which was four hundred dollars and I think in every one of us we have to realize that if God has called us to mm -hmm. a task God has qualified us yeah if God has put us in a position God is not leaving us there without the power, without the strength, without whatever it is we need to go through that. Come on. Whether it's a painful situation, whether it is a difficult moment, uh, whether it's a challenging task ahead of us, yeah. man, God has placed inside of us yeah. all that we need. And so when he puts us there, we got to trust that he knows what he's doing, even when we don't. That's good. And that he is going to get us through. That's so good. That's what really stuck out to me. It's like, don't dismiss what we feel is minimal because God will use that because that's where that value, you know, what you were looking for that was already in them. Like you said, the Altoids box, it just seemed unassuming and, you yeah. know, such a powerful illustration. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. Um, you know, you also mentioned in your sermon that you have pictures around the house of things that is a reminder to you of where yeah. God has brought you from or miracles that he's done. Talk a little bit about those pictures. Yeah, over the years, um, Shannon and I have collected stories that early on we, we decided, hey, these were such significant moments in our life, we had to write them down. Mm -hmm. And then after several years of marriage, probably about 10 years into marriage, we decided that we need to put these like 
in frames or on something that we could place in our house uh, that would remind us on a daily basis of God's miracle working power. Yeah. And so um, let me just give you two of them. You asked for yeah. two. Let me, give you, let, me, let me give you two of them. One of those is just a picture of me and my face is swollen. I don't look very good at all. Mm-hmm. I've got a ball cap on. I haven't shaved in several days. I've got a blanket up over me. And it's obvious that I look like I'm sick. And I was sick. I was sick with the mumps. Mm. Now, most people today don't get the mumps because of the vaccine. Right. Um, but whenever I, Shanna had been married for nine months, we had been traveling. We come back. Um, and on the way home, I started feeling sick. And I got sicker and sicker. We went to the see um uh, went to an emergency room they could not figure it out they sent me back home and uh we traveled on to the house we, i went to the emergency room on my travels home mm. we stopped in an emergency room and then we came on back to where shan and i were living at the time and i continued to get worse and i went to another doctor and eventually an older doctor came into the room because all these younger doctors couldn't figure out what was going on right and he said i think i may know what it is and did a test and i had the mumps well, apparently my mom went back and whenever I entered into school, I had the, you know, you get the MMR, right. which is mumps, measles, and rubella mm-hmm. shot. Well, I got the measles and rubella, but I didn't get the mumps shot. There was a mm-hmm. shortage of the vaccine that year. And so I was very sick and um, I was sick for weeks. And out of that came the fact, at least from this, um, what the doctor said, that I wouldn't have children. Wow. And so that was very concerning for Shannon. Now, here we are nine months into a marriage, and we're told that mm-hmm. because of this disease that I've just had, mumps, that I'm not going to be able to have children. Mm-hmm. And it was very disheartening, very discouraging for us at the time. But we just prayed and said, God, you know, you know our heart's desire. We, we want to be able to raise children. Uh, if you choose to um, allow us to, you know, adopt children, that's the way uh, we're going to raise children, then that's fine. But we left it in his hands and we just prayed and asked God for our heart's desire. And, um, well, we ended up having three children. Yeah. So God did a miracle. Praise and so God. we took that picture of me with the mumps and we put there as a reminder yeah. of God's miracle working power. He's good. He's so faithful. Yeah. What's another one? That- well, a- another one is a, a picture of a school. It's just Haskell Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gymnasium, it's the old gymnasium for that little middle school, uh, excuse me, element, elementary school. And we put this in a picture because it was the very first place that we met uh, outside of our home or of an apartment when we started North Church. Mm-hmm. And the miracle behind that is, is that I knew God had given us a date of when we're going to start the church. Mm-hmm. And we began to promote it without even a location. Wow. And then even when we thought we had secured a location, it was the carpet was ripped out from underneath us. So we were desperate. I mean, we're talking weeks away from launching North Church and, and we were going around passing out door hangers. To, we, we did this to over 40,000 homes. Wow. Okay, basically Shannon and I and some other people that have come mm-hmm. along to support us and help us. And uh, we, we were working hard without a location. And then two weeks before we launched, uh, the school gave us a call back and it changed their mind and they allowed us to be able to meet there. And that was a miracle for us yeah. uh, because that was the start of our public announcement of North Church. And, and then there's people that came for that first service that are still here mm-hmm. in North Church today. People I, we didn't know before, but showed up. Wow. And so that was a miracle for us. 
That's amazing. You know, that really makes me think, like, what are areas of, of my life where God has shown himself faithful that I could take a picture and have that as a reminder? I think that is so beautiful to make it a part of something that I see every day as a constant reminder that that God is with us. So maybe the people watching will think to do the same thing. Think of two or three instances where where God has, you know, truly shown his his miracle work and power and make that something that you see every day. Write them down. Yeah. Um, post them on something, whatever you can. Keep what God has done in the past for you before you yeah. as a reminder of what he can do today. That's right. He's the same God. Oh, absolutely. today and forever. Preach it, girl. <laughs> I'm just trying to be like you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the quotes that I, I wrote down, um, you said, we fear because we forget. So kind of unpack that a little bit. How would you suggest we overcome our fears? Yeah. You know, fear is very real. I think sometimes as Christians, we want to like blow it off. I mean, like, well, we don't I'm supposed to have fear. Yeah. They don't have, no, no, no. Fear can be, uh, something that, um, can drive our faith. Mm-hmm. And I use the example this past weekend of that fear does for our faith what muscles do, do for our, um, I mean, what weights do for our muscles. Right. So fear does for our faith what weights do for our muscles. In fact, I go into a weight room, I don't want to lift that. Mm-hmm. But if I want to gain muscle, if I want to get stronger, mm-hmm. if I want to be in better shape, I've got to engage the weights. Yeah. Just looking at the weights is not going to make muscles. Right. Uh, if I run from the weights, it's not going to make muscles. It's the same way with fear. We've got to engage it. That's We've got good. to confront it. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to use our faith to begin to work against the fears that we have because all of us have them. Yeah. But by faith, that's where we put our trust in God and we move forward in spite of our fears. And then we begin to develop spiritual muscle. That's good. Pastor, that sermon, it, you know, I, sometimes I'll come to you after church is over and I'll say, Pastor, that's a top 10. That one for sure is a top three. I, I got to put it in my top three, <laughs> my good. favorite Pastor Rodney sermons. I, I just appreciate what you do each and every week and, you know, hearing from God and pouring into us because it is life changing. It's so practical and it's things that we can apply the next day, the same day. So thank you for listening to God and being obedient to him whenever you, you know, come up with the sermons for the weekend. You know, when I mentioned that, um, to remember the past, yeah, I just want to encourage every single person that is uh, watching right now, um, keep the past in front of you as a reminder of what God is going to do for you. That's good. Okay. Because the devil wants you to remember your past, but he wants to, you to remember certain things that happened in your past, yeah. uh, those failures. Uh, he wants to hold shame over you. My God says, I want you to remember what I have done for you. Mm. And don't forget how I brought you out of. You go back and read how God's constantly reminding the children of Israel of what he brought them from. Yeah. And I think we've got to stop and remember what God has brought us from. That's good. And that speaks to where he's taken us to. Mm-hmm. And I love it because uh, my God is not a God of just yesterday. He's a God of today and he's going to be a God of tomorrow for you. That's good. And we got to lean not into those things because fear and faith, we're either leaning into one or the other. Right. Are we leaning into mm-hmm. our fears or are we leaning into faith? 
It's a good word. So. I appreciate that. Well, will you pray over us, anybody that's watching, that's struggling with fear and their faith? Will you just pray that we would, you know, surrender to God's will and, and strengthen our faith? I sure will. Okay. Father, I just thank you right now. God, that you are still on the throne, that you're still more than able. God, you can handle whatever it is that we are facing today. But God, you need us to just lean into you and by faith trust you. And so God, I just pray now that those that are watching and listening right now will just begin to lean in, in faith, and trust you. You are the God that rolled back uh, a Red Sea so yes. that two million people could walk on dry ground. You're the God that uh, provided manna from heaven. You're the God that uh, allowed just a group of Israelites to walk around a walled city of Jericho mm -hmm. six times in six days and then on the seventh day seven times and just shouting to the Lord and those walls come tumbling down. God, you are more than able today to heal people that are struggling in sickness, whether that be COVID, whether that be cancer, and God, whatever illnesses that, that are holding people. And God, you also deliver people from addictions. You set people free from uh, bondages. God, you're a God that cleanses from all sin and unrighteousness. You're a God that just stills the mind that is filled with anxiety and hopelessness and depression. And God, you are still at work today. And so God, we lean not upon our fears. We lean into faith in you, trust in you, who is above all things because we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I pray this in the name above every name, the name of Jesus be it done. Amen. Amen. Well, if you don't feel better after that, I really don't know what else to tell you to do today. So thank you so much for watching. Pastor Ronnie, thank you again for your time and for your love and dedication and all the things that you do for us here. So we hope that you all have a wonderful day and we look forward to seeing you next week.